This is an ABC podcast. Hunter, dinner time. Coming. Oh, I've prepared a fridge picnic for you, babe. Check it out. A cracker, half a carrot, a few nuts, a mushroom, a bit of, what's this again? A burnt potato. And I was wondering if you could finish off this jar of honey. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Can I go to Nana's? Hi, I'm Pete and this is my husband, Pete. Hi there. And our two boys. Hi, I'm Hunter. Hi, I'm Oscar. And we're learning ways to be greener. Join us on Little Green Pod. On Little Green Pod. On Little Green Pod. If there is one person that I would just love to invite to our fridge picnic, it's Sarah Wilson. Does that name ring a bell? She's a bit of a celeb overachiever. You might remember her from the I Quit Sugar Empire she created or when she was editor of Cosmopolitan magazine or when she hosted that little TV show, MasterChef. Yeah, well, not only is she hashtag famous and successful, it turns out she's also an eco-warrior goddess. (laughs) Sarah has just written the world's first zero-waste cookbook and she's on a mission to help us reduce food waste. She's going to teach us how to start thinking about our food differently, from that last manky lettuce leaf in the crisper to the fish bones we leave on our plates at restaurants. Sarah has a whole heap of suggestions to keep that stuff out of landfill. I kind of grew up this way, actually. It's been sort of indoctrinated into me, not because my parents were hippies, but they just had no money. And then more recently, you know, it came to my attention that one of the biggest emitters of carbon dioxide and one of the biggest contributors to climate change is, in fact, food waste. If food waste was a country, it would be the world's third biggest emitter after China and the United States. When people say to me, oh, do you eat meat? I personally do. And I'm like, well, I just make sure I eat all of it. You know, I use the bones. I use every last bit of cartilage. I use every cut of meat. And I personally buy my meat in that part of the supermarket. And I don't know if you've got it in your supermarket fee, but where there is always discounted meat. So it's either 20 or 50% off. And it means that you've just got to go and stick it in the freezer and it can last another two to three months very, very safely. And that's how I buy my meat because I know it's going to be thrown out the following day. Shop late at night is the best time to find heavily discounted meat, baked goods and other fresh food bound for the bin. If you can't eat it straight away, stick it in the freezer. You'll be saving the planet and your money. Money, money, money. What are some of the other sort of eyebrow-raising things that you've done to prevent (laughs) food waste? I have been known to take people's fish carcasses and also bones from T-bone steaks and that kind of thing in restaurants. Now, when I say people, I mean strangers. So there'll be somebody at the next table and they've got a beautiful piece of meat. The waiter's about to come and clear it. And I'll say, oh, do you mind if I take that home? And the other thing I do is, you know, when you go to a cafe, there is always too much butter. So many people don't eat it. But if I'm with friends and they don't eat all their butter, I sort of collect it all and take it home, put it straight in the fridge, and that's how I eat my butter. And people sort of laugh, but, you know, I haven't actually bought butter in three years now. I live off butter scraps. And, look, you know, 
that does seem extreme, but I think this is the way we've just got to think. I take containers to restaurants and especially if I'm going out for dinner with somebody who is notorious for not eating all their lunch or all their dinner and I have it ready there to pack up all the leftovers and sometimes what I do is I invite that person over for dinner sort of the following night and I cook up <laughs> their leftovers for dinner. <laughs> you mentioned that you take containers with you. Do you always have some in the car or in your handbag? Or Well, one thing you can use is, you know, those Ziploc bags. Now, they're plastic and I don't advocate going and buying a big box of plastic Ziploc bags from the supermarket. You don't need to. Have a look around your house. Frozen berries often come in a, in a plastic bag that has the Ziploc. I keep all of those, wash them and they're in my cupboard ready to go. And I just have one folded up in my wallet. Let's hang out in the home a little bit more. What are some top tips people can do in their home kitchens to reduce food waste? Befriend your freezer is probably the big one. I use it as a storage facility for things like nuts and herbs that can go rancid. So the use by date on herbs will be, a, you know, a year or two. You can actually double that by keeping it in the freezer. So I buy my herbs in bulk. Same with my pulses like chickpeas and so on, but also flowers, you know, chickpea flour, plain flour, whatever it might be. I would also say when you go for a shop, instead of just getting home and dumping your fruit and vegetables, you know, in the fridge and hoping for the best, actually spend 10, 15 minutes preparing them. Now, that might sound like it's a bit arduous and, you know, virtuous and you haven't got time for it. Once you get into the routine, it is super easy. So I go fill a sink of water, I wash all the fruit and vegetables so it's all done in one hit and roll it all up and put it in the fridge. And that will actually mean everything think keeps heaps longer. So mint, for instance, most people can't keep mint and coriander beyond a few days. If you do it this way, it will last two to three weeks, no problems at all. Really? So yes. w- what is the trick there? So the fact well, that the you washed it and wrapped it up? Well, first thing is don't buy it or store it in plastic. So this is the terrible, terrible irony. You go to a supermarket and the herbs are wrapped in plastic, so are the leafy greens. You know those big bags of leafy greens? A lot of people buy them in plastic bags and go and put it in their fridge and wonder why it's turned into a sludgy mess within a few days. The worst thing you can do for leafy greens is to store them moist in plastic. You don't need to buy fancy fabric food wrappings and storage bags. You can use all pillowcases and tea towels to keep food fresh. Things like silver beet or even broccoli, what I do is I par cook it to about 60% in one hit. So I just get my double steamer going, I cook up a bunch of the veggies and then I store them in containers in the freezer, ready to throw into soups or just to quickly defrost and steam as a side vegetable. And it just means that it's chopped up, cleaned and it's not going off in my fridge and I feel guilty about it. Hey, you, you're talking about your freezer a lot and I'm just wondering how big is it? Like, is it <laughs> like, should we be getting like a chest freezer? If I had gazillions of kids, I would very much contemplate investing in a chest freezer because it is a very efficient way to operate. My mother had one. But yeah, look, you've just got to work quite efficiently. What I do is every month or so, I actually go, well, I don't need to buy any more meat, any more vegetables, any more greens, because I've got lots of frozen stuff in my freezer and I work my way through the freezer. What are some of the most commonly discarded food items and, you know, things that clever ways you can use them up? The, the first one, we did a big survey actually of 3,000 people in my community to see what they were throwing out the most. The number one 
item was, of course, bagged leaves. So those lettuces and and spinach leaves that come in the plastic bags in supermarkets, 72% of people throw it out each week. One thing I do is I throw them in a blender with some garlic, some um, parmesan cheese and some olive oil and salt, puree it, put it into an ice cube tray so they're about one tablespoon serves each and freeze it. And then I have what I call pesto bombs ready to go. So I can just dump them into a meal to add flavour. If I'm making a salad, I add one and by the time I get to lunch, it's defrosted into my salad and become a beautiful, you know, flavouring agent. The other thing that gets wasted a hell of a lot is bread. So I always suggest to people to do bread Armageddon, like essentially go through all those old crusty bits of bread in the back of your freezer, pull them out and turn them into breadcrumbs. There are so many recipes where instead of adding flour and, you know, a binding agent and this and that, just use old bread. It gets straight to the point. You know, you don't need all the other stuff. So what about parts of fruit and veg that people just normally throw out um, but you found are useful? Like what are some of those? Yeah, well, I tend to use all of those in smoothies and so on. I just chuck the core of the apple in. I don't peel anything. I even throw the greens from strawberries into a smoothie because why wouldn't you, you know? But the one that probably challenged me the most and challenged other people uh, are banana skins. So when I was writing the book, friends said to me, oh, I bet you anything you can't use up banana peels. So I went and researched it and I actually found a way to make a banana bread, but it's made with no bananas, no sugar, and it's made only with the banana skins. So it uses up four banana skins. You basically add hot water to them and puree them and it becomes like a really beautiful kind of gummy paste, which actually creates a lovely consistency to the bread. That's amazing. What's your top tip overall for everyone wanting to make their food go further? I would just say before you put anything in a bin, look at it and go, is there something else I can do with this? Alrighty, are you ready to make this cake? Yes, but why does it have banana skins in it? (laughs) You don't think it's going to be any good? No. No. Alright, I've made the cake. I have frosted it and now I am walking over to my friend JJ's house. It tastes like normal banana. So delicious or gross? Delicious. It's definitely not sweet, but it's delicious. And I think warm, I'm loving it. Okay, okay. I was a bit suspicious of the banana skin cake. Come on, it was new and it was weird. But then I demolished it, so I figured hmm, it's got to be a good sign, right? The point is, it saved food from going to landfill. So many little green tips. You know, I think my favourite was learning how to store fresh produce properly. you got to keep it moist, wrap it in cloth and don't buy it or store it in plastic bags. Honestly, it works. And I would love to see what you do to prevent food waste. I mean, maybe you're double dunking tea bags or you're cooking up apple cores. Take a pic and share it on social. Hashtag at littlegreenpod. And for more episodes of Little Green Pod, listen for free wherever you get your podcasts or on ABC Listen. Little Green Pod is an ABA. ABC Audio Studios and ABC Regional and Local Production. It's presented by our mum Fiona Poole and the producer is Samantha Turnbull. Audio engineer is Simon Bertwife. 
Branthwaite. Simon Branthwaite and the executive producers are Liz Keen and Rachel Fountain. You did it, kid. <laughs>